A day after he said that the Detroit Pistons would no longer be throwing out a bunch of random lineups, Monty Williams played 10 lineups in the first half of the Pistons' loss to the Indiana Pacers. What is going on? You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and easier. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockdownMBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockdownMBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let me make this clear to you guys. Darth Koo was not supposed to be something I brought out all the time. It was supposed to be one of those things that just came out periodically, you know, special occasions. Because you can't, you know, wear a gimmick out. You feel me? I, I, I didn't expect to bring be bringing out Darth Koo as much as I have, but I, I, there's no way I don't that that Darth doesn't come back out after after what just happened in this game. Cade played a good game. We'll talk about that later. Starting lineup looked fine. We'll talk about that later. But the ver- the the first thing that has to be talked about, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm pretty sure this is the first thing I've witnessed. The entire Pistons fan base, the entire Pistons community agree on. I don't think I've ever seen the entire Pistons community agree on one thing. And it's what the hell was Monty Williams doing in this game? And what has Monty Williams been doing? Now, Omari Sankofa, the second of the Detroit Free Press, none of the beat writers have come out and straight up criticize Monty. I don't think. I don't think they've come out and just flat out said anything criticizing him. However, if you follow Omari on Twitter, I think you start to see little um you start I I feel like he's starting to throw little jabs in. I'm not gonna lie. So I think his tweets are pretty funny. Um he had this one tweet in the second quarter. He said Malachi Flynn made a cameo to start the second quarter before K checked in at the 10:36 mark with the team already down 19 points. Not directly coming out and saying, "Hey Monty, why are you doing this?" but throwing it out there that, "Hey, this is what he's doing." Like, <laughs> you feel me? Um, but anyways, just wanted to shout out Omar. I I think his tweets have been gold during this time with Monty. But anyways, the point here is this. A day after, if you guys listened to the last episode, you guys will remember that in the first segment, I spent eight minutes saying, I don't know what Monty means by this. And I'm honestly scared about what this means. I, I don't know what, what this means. I don't know what to take from this. I don't know what he's trying to say. Like, yesterday he said that the Detroit Pistons would be trying to win. And they would no longer just be throwing out lineups out there. And they no longer would just be trying to develop guys. They're trying to win games now. You won't be seeing these crazy lineups or whatever. I, I still, right as, even after this game, I still don't really know what he was trying to say. Because I don't. It was, I don't get what he, it sounded like he was trying to maybe excuse or hint at something that was going on before this time. I, I don't even want to dive into those comments any further, but he said those things. 
So you th- you know you come into the game tonight, you think, okay, well the Pistons aren't going to play a bunch of crazy lineups. You know the Pistons are going to play their best lineups, and they're going to try to win this game. That was the furthest thing from the truth. The Pistons played eleven guys in this game before fifteen minutes had been played. It was ten minutes to go in the second quarter, and they had played eleven guys. They were less than seven minutes into the first quarter, and they had already played ten guys. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what Monty wants me to do with something like that. The Detroit Pistons got down by as much as 30-something, like 33 points. When Kate checked out in the first quarter with around four minutes to go, the Pistons were down by six. By the end of the quarter, they are down by 15 points. At halftime, they are down... 29. And at halftime, despite being down 29, Kay Cunningham and Jane Ivey were a minus five on the floor. In a 29 point game, they were a minus five. Cade, I don't believe, Cade was playing exceptional in the first half. But yet they were a minus, yet, yet they were down by 29 points at that time. Because Monty wanted to play 11 different guys, five plus minutes in the first half. Five plus minutes. To add on to that point, in the first half, remember the whole, remember the whole, you know, we're not going to play a bunch of different lineups. The Pistons played 10 different five man combinations in the first half. 10. They played 10 different combinations in the first half. I'm going to say it one more time. 10 different lineup combinations in the first half a day after saying you won't see a bunch of crazy different lineup combinations. That's what happened. That's what happened. And the reason why the the Detroit Pistons were not in a competitive game from start to finish, not saying it's not why they lost, they, they lost because I maybe, I don't know if they would have won anyways. It's definitely not the reason why they lost because again, I'm just not sure if they would have won if you did the other way. I know for a fact it would have been a competitive game, though. It would have been a competitive game. They would not have at any point been down 30-plus. I promise you that much. But the only reason why that happened is because of the decision-making of their NBA head coach. Their head coach threw the game in the first half. Threw the game. The Malachi Flynn minutes. The James Wiseman minutes. The Troy Brown, Shake Milton, Marcus Sasser, Evan Fournier. Like six six different guys came in off the bench. They had five different players play before the 10-minute mark of the first uh, of the second quarter. And then Malachi Flynn touched the floor, and that made it 11. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw Malachi Flynn hit the floor. Let me read you the minutes of all the guys off the bench. Fournier, 17. Sasser, 10. Milton, 10. Troy Brown Jr., 13. James Wiseman with 18 minutes. And Malachi Flynn with 11. Why? Why? Why is that happening? Why is that happening? The Pistons bench got absolutely destroyed. Their five-man bench units that they keep going got the Pistons down by 30-plus in that second quarter. And to end this game, the Detroit Pistons lost by 14 points. They lost by 14 points. Kay Cunningham had 30 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. He shot 13 of 21 from the field, 4 of 9 from deep. 
he was a plus 10. He was a plus 10, and the Pistons lost by 14. He only played 30 minutes. He only played 30 minutes. So they could play six players off the bench. Jane Ivey only played 32 minutes. He was a plus six in his minutes. He didn't even have that great of a game. He didn't he didn't have a great individual game. But in his minutes, the Pistons were fine. And those two guys, the Pistons' two best players, most would say, only played 30 and 32 minutes. Cade played the least amount of anybody in the starting lineup. Fontecchio played more. Duren played j- literally six seconds less than Cade. So there you go. They're, they're basically the same. Asar played more. Ivy played more. I don't know what's going on. I can't explain what I watched in that first half. I can't explain why I watched in this game. The coaching decisions being made. It, again, it would be, I've said this multiple times. It would be different if Monty came out in these press conferences and said, this is what he wants to do. If he came out and said, hey, I want to have a deep rotation. I want to try to play all these guys and get them all a little minute. Like, if that's what he said he was going to do, at the very least, you could say, well, he told you that's what he was going to do, and he did it. But that's the exact opposite of what happens. He comes out and says he's going to do one thing and then does the exact opposite. He says the right thing in a press conference. He'll say the right thing after a practice. He'll say, quote, unquote, the right thing before a game. And then when the game rolls around, he does literally the quite opposite of what he's saying, not what Ku's saying, not not what one of the beat writers is saying, not what one of the fans is saying. What Monty is saying, he does the exact opposite of in the games. I don't I I just can't comprehend what is going on and why that's happening. I, what happened in that first half was was damn near sabotage. I couldn't believe it. The Pistons were fine with Kate on the floor. The Pistons were fl- were fine with their starters on the floor. But yet they had to go 6 deep. 6 deep. From the 4 minute mark until the 1 minute mark they benched Kate and Ivy to play Malachi Flynn and Evan Fournier, and the game blew out of poor proportion. And then they brought Kate and Ivy back in for the last minute. For what? What was the point at that point? Like, what, what was going on with the rotations in the first half? Why were you playing 11 guys? Why were you playing five-man bench lineups when they've gotten destroyed all year? Why are you not staggering Kate and Ivy? Why is Kate barely playing 30 minutes? Why is Ivy barely playing 30 minutes? Like, what is going on? Malachi Flynn. I mean this with the most respect possible. Malachi Flynn played 11 minutes for the Pistons tonight, man. He played more minutes than Marcus Sasser. James Wiseman played the most minutes of anyone off the bench. Again, I mean this with the most respect possible, but come on. Come on. This, This game, maybe the Pistons wouldn't have won it, but this game would have been a hell of a lot more competitive They would have had a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, if not for what their head coach had done throughout the game before that. I've never, I couldn't, I can't believe what I just watched. I can't believe it. I'm, and again, I'm going to say it again. I mean it with the most respect possible. Just damn near sabotage. I, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Let me know what you guys think about what you saw in that first half of Monty Williams. Comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kukio. When we come back, Kay Cunningham balled out. We'll talk about how well he played when we come back.
You know that instant confidence boost you get from an outfit that makes you look really good? That's what I get with Stitch Fix. Easily upgrade your wardrobe this year with a professional stylist that helps you find new on-trend favorites that will work for you. I just give my stylist my size, style, and budget preferences. I order boxes when I want, how I want, no subscription required. And they send five just-for-me pieces, plus outfit recommendations and pro-style advice. I keep what works and send back the rest. Stitch Fix makes it all so easy. I don't like to shop, and they save me time and effort. Plus, I get outfits that make me look and feel really good. And if you don't love something, again, just send it back. Shipping, returns, exchanges are always free with Stitch Fix. Style that makes you feel as good as you look. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash locked on. That's stitchfix.com slash locked on. That's stitchfix.com, S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X.com slash locked on to feel as good as you look. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Um, we're going to call it Audible in the middle of the podcast. I'm switching things around. Calling it Audible. We'll talk about Cage specifically. Does his own play in the final segment? I'm going to switch the, the 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 segments around. We're going to talk about the starting lineup first. If you want to hear about Cade, just wait ten minutes, ten or so minutes. You'll hear about Cade specifically. The starting lineup played a good enough game to win. The starting lineup of Cade, Ivy, Fontecchio. Asar and Jalen Duran played a good enough game to win against the Indiana Pacers. You want to know how I know that? Because in the 21 minutes they played together in this game, they were a plus six. I'll say it again. In the 21 minutes that they played together, they were a plus six. In the minutes that the Pacers starters played together, they were a minus eight. The Pistons starters played better than the Indiana Pacers starters. The Pistons starters played a winning basketball game from top to bottom. Simone Fontecchio had 14 points and 12 shots. Was a minus three in this game. Jalen Duran had 15 points, 13 rebounds, two assists on 7-11 shooting. He was a minus three in this game. Jane Ivey had 14 points, three assists, two rebounds on 5 of 11 shooting. Got to the free throw line four times. He was a plus six. Asar Thompson had 11 points, seven rebounds, five assists, three steals, two blocks on 5 of 10 shooting. He was a minus seven. And of course, like we've said before, Cade had 30 points, eight assists, five rebounds, and 13 of 21 shooting, four of nine from deep, no free throws at all, again, per usual. The refs hate him. He was a plus 10. Those guys right there played a good enough game to win. And they were handicapped. They were handicapped. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to keep talking about Monty and, 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 you know, how, how I feel like he, he basically take, took any chance they had at winning the game away. 
I just want to say, I think, again, the Indiana Pacers are not a great defense at all. They're one of the worst defenses, I believe. I haven't checked recently, but last time I checked, they were one of the worst defenses in the NBA. So keep that in mind. However, this starting lineup, I think they're, it's, it's very early. It's very early, and obviously you need to see how they look against a better defense. The Pacers are 26th in the NBA now, by the way, defensively. I know at one point they were the worst, but now they're 26th. So they're moving up a little bit. Good for Indiana. Um, this starting lineup, they're, they're starting to figure some things out. I know they've only played a few games together, but they looked really good today. They're spacing the floor really well, even with the star on the floor. I thought Asar was finding ways to cut into gaps and find his spots. Um, even still, he took two threes. I'm not too happy that he took two th- two corner threes. I would have liked to see him eat some space up. Um, I, again, this is something I'm going to continue to complain about all the time. I don't know why he's ever planted in the corner. He should be involved in actions. But nonetheless, um, even with Asar not hitting any threes, the Pistons starters played well together. I thought it had a lot to do, obviously, with Cade having a really good game. But I thought the Pistons played at a pace with their starters on the floor that suited them. The Pacers were really trying to run run on the Pistons. And for a lot majority of the game, I'd say they did. The Pacers, especially in the first half, they ran all over the Pistons. But I thought the Pistons starters, when they were on the floor, I actually thought they dictated pace more than the Pacers starters did. I think that played to their advantage. Uh, Cade knew when to when to go fast, when to slow it down. Um, they created good looks for each other. The pick and roll between Cade and Duran was on point. I thought Cade in the third quarter had probably his best lob passes of his entire career. Um, I thought Ivy, even with just 11 shots taken and just 14 points, I thought he played fine. I, he should have played more, but I thought he played fine in his minutes. And I really just like what Fontecchio is bringing to the team as a guy who is just looking to score as like the fifth option on the on the team. I really like what he's been doing. So I, I, I think if there's any positive you can take away from this game, obviously Cade, we'll talk about him later. But this starting lineup played well enough to win, and it looks like they fit together. And this is the starting lineup I've wanted to see since they made the trade for Simone Fontecchio. The Cade, Ivy, Fontecchio, Thompson during lineup. And I hope they keep it when Stu comes back. The core four guys need to get minutes together. And and again, I'm going to continue to believe that Asar not being able to shoot should not just doom the lineup. It didn't doom it today. There are ways to play around it. There are ways to take advantage of his skills and Duran's skills and Ivy skills and Cunningham's skills to where it's it's an advantage, not a hassle. That's that's exactly what I said in the last podcast. It, It shouldn't be a hassle. And it wasn't tonight. I thought Asar was really good defensively. I thought he stuffed the box score, obviously. He had a few transition uh, uh, reps when he brought got a defensive rebound and came down to the floor and found somebody open for a three. Remember, that was something we talked about a few podcasts ago, something I said um, J.J. Redick brought up on his podcast when talking about playing two non-shooters together. He mentioned Zion and how they, when he gets defensive rebounds, he goes straight down, you know, attacks and finds guys open at three. I thought Asar did that a lot tonight which I thought was a really, really important part to making that lineup work as well, is putting the ball in Asar's hands every now and then and letting him just be a paint touch and get someone else an open shot, not even just for himself to score, but for him to find an Ivy who hit three, uh, a three tonight, to find a Fontecchio 
with two threes a night. Heck, in the minutes he played with Evan Fournier, who hit three threes a night. I thought Asar did a really good job with that. Um, I, And look, I, again, I mean, the Pistons starters played good. I like what I saw from them. They played really well, and they played well enough to win the game. Too bad that, you know, Cade didn't play over 30, and Ivy couldn't play over 32, and they needed to go 11 deep. Uh, too bad for that. But a, a positive here, you know, the starters played well. Asar was adding something new to the to the the flow of the offense. Cade looked really good. His pick and roll with Duran looked really good. Fontecchio looks like he was a really good addition to the team. And Ivy continues to look like Ivy. Those guys, I, I those guys showed something. Those guys showed something. So let me know what you guys think about the starting lineup. Comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kukio. When we come back. Then we'll talk about Kay Cunningham and how he played. But first, you guys got to hear from one of our lovely sponsors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And this is a pick I I really like. I really like this pick. He's going with a former Piston. He was on the list last week. We're going with him again here. Marvin Bagley. Bagley is the only center left in Washington. He's going to get a big chance to put up numbers for the rest of the season. I couldn't agree with you more, Josh. Marvin Bagley, as Pistons fans should know, you give him minutes, he's going to get stats. He plays 30 minutes, he's going to get a double-double. The more minutes he plays, the easier it is for him to score 20 points, 30 points. He can do it. Just like that. Easy double-double with the more minutes he plays. So I think that's a tremendous pickup. I think that's a great fancy pick of this week. Um, another one I think would be a really nice one um, is Scoot Henderson since he's now the starting point guard for the rest of the season with the with the Blazers. But Marvin Bagley, I think, is the best one possible out there. Josh Lloyd from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And it's the same thing with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or you'll get your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, Exclusions apply at ebaymotors.com. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. Free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Kay Cunningham absolutely balled out tonight. Absolutely balled out tonight. He was... Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic for the Pistons tonight. Very efficient game. Something I tweeted about, um, I talked about how well Cade was shooting on open catch-and-shoot threes this year. He's shooting 39.9% on open catch-and-shoot threes. And I tweeted out that, you know, I think I tweeted this out two days ago with some, um, with a breakdown with it over a clip. Um, I'd love for the Pistons to get him more off-ball looks some more catch-and-shoot opportunities. 
create more um, open shots for him from, from beyond the arc. They have guys next to him who are made for that. Ivy, who is an instant paint touch and can kick out and, and, and draws that type of attention. It's the same thing with Asar Thompson, who's assisted Caden on a, on a three tonight. Heck, even with Jalen Duran, Jalen Duran's able to play make and kick out to guys. You have lineups, you have players around Cade that should get him easier shots. Now, all of his shots were not just catch and shoot threes. Not that that would even be a bad thing, but not all of them were like that. Cade had some really nice drives, some really nice moves. He was on one from mid range. He was working whoever was in front of him. He just played an absolutely spectacular game tonight. But I thought the biggest takeaway was that, is that he got up nine threes in this game. Now, one of them was a pull-up three in transition, which looked really good. Um, but he got nine threes up in this game, and it helped with his efficiency. He got a lot of clean looks from beyond the arc. He shot 44% from deep, had a really efficient game. And I thought this was the best balance we've seen, or at least I've seen, of off-ball Cade and on-ball Cade. I thought Cade had the ball in his hands a lot, which he should. I, I had been saying over the last few weeks that it felt like that Cade was trying too hard to fit with other players instead of just playing his own way. I thought too often over the last few weeks he was just like coasting on offense and just being an off-ball player. Tonight he had the ball in his hands a lot, but he also spent a, a decent amount of time off-ball too, and it helped create easy looks for him and helped his efficiency a ton. So I think that's the recipe right there. Yes, Cage going to be your engine. He's going to be the guy that has the ball in his hands a lot. But you also have an Ivy on the team for a reason. You have an Asar Thompson on the team for a reason. You have Jalen Duran on the team for a reason. Utilize them. They all can play together. It's why it's so frustrating that they didn't play a lot of minutes for the first half of the season and why it's so frustrating for me to hear people say that they can't play together. When you have that type of athleticism combined with playmaking and the in the ability to be paint touches and with the players that are paint touches to also have the ability to make the right read kicking out, you can play together. You should be creating easy looks. You should be creating good outside looks for players, which is what you saw tonight for an Ivy or a Cade, heck, even for Evan Fournier. Even when guys don't respect Asar Thompson's shot, he is still an instant paint touch and he creates looks for other players. Jane Ivey creates looks for other players. Kay Cunningham creates looks for other players. Jalen Duran creates looks for other players. When you when your core four guys can do that, yes, they they need to improve. They need to be better offensively. Asar needs to get his handle better. He has to improve somewhat on his shot. But with that core ability, you can create good looks for people, good looks for your best players. You can create good looks for the players you want to have those good looks. It's a difference between K driving and then kicking out to Asar. Yes, that's probably not a good rep. But an Ivy driving to create an open three for Cade, great rep. And Asar driving to create an open three for Cade, that's a great rep. Durin attacking from the high post and kicking out for a Cade for a K three or Ivy three, that's a great rep. Like that's great offense. And that's what you were seeing. And I I, I didn't mention Fontecchio. I don't know why, but Fontecchio too. Like they're creating looks for him too. That's good looks. That's good reps. I think that's what you saw a lot tonight. Yes, Cade played fantastic on the ball. I thought he did a good job balancing it. He was fantastic. But I thought more so tonight, you saw Asar in transition create looks for him. You saw Asar in the half court create looks for him. You saw them utilize Ivy, even though Ivy, I felt like, didn't even get utilized enough. He could have been utilized even more, maybe if he played more than 31 minutes. But you saw Ivy 
drive to the paint and create looks for Cade and, and Simone. You saw Duran do the same thing. That's the recipe to success for the Detroit Pistons. And if you watch the best teams in the NBA, especially a team like Boston, that's how they play. They attack gaps and they create looks for each other. Even guys who are not great shooters, they are able to attack gaps, get defense to to react, and then they find good shots for their best players. Same thing with Denver. Same thing with the with with, with uh, so many with the Lakers. So many teams. So all the good teams, you're seeing that trend in Troy Weaver, and I know we criticize Troy Weaver a bit, but all the almost all of the great teams that we're seeing in today's NBA, you're seeing them trend towards that direction of they have multiple playmakers, multiple guys who can who can attack a gap, attack a defense, and make the right play out of it. And I thought tonight they did the best job I've seen in a minute of doing that, and again, it helped free up Cade and helped him have a really efficient night. I think that's the recipe for success with this starting lineup. And it can work. It can work. It worked tonight. Obviously against better defense, it'll be harder to do. And there's going to be bumps in the, in the road as you continue to do it. They're not going to be perfect. They're all young. But I thought tonight, especially in the second half when they actually got to play more because Monty played them, uh, you saw that recipe, that recipe for success. Also, they can run in transition. They, they ran a transition quite a, quite a bit as well. So, like, you saw it all on display. They played really well. They outplayed the Pacers starters. The rotations and lineup decisions just doomed them from the start. So, Cade played fantastic, but I really thought, I mean, I know I said this was going to be about Cade segment, but really I felt like this turned into just a, a group effort. This, this was a group segment. This was complimenting every part of the starting lineup, especially all members of the core four who I thought all played – a really good part in the Pistons offense tonight. I, I really liked what I saw from all of them tonight. So let me know what you guys think about that. Comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kukiel. I maybe have stretched it. I, I know I said the Lakers. That wasn't the team I was coming to my mind. Um, the Lakers do have multiple ball handlers that attack gaps and find guys. Austin Reeves, DeAngelo Russell, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, who's doing a really good job passing the ball. I don't think that would be the main thing you talk about with the Lakers. So I may have went a little far with that, even though they do do it. I think the main thing, thing about the Lakers is them playing bully ball, drawing free throws, living in the paint, et cetera. Um, but you get, I think you get the overall point there. So I um, just wanted to uh, clarify that. Anyways, thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listener every single day. Free available on your podcast platforms. Leave us a five-star review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Hit that subscribe button on whatever. Did I just say that? Hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Leave us a five-star review. My God, I'm doing it again. What's going on with me? I've watched Monty's lineups too much tonight. I'm losing my mind. Hit the subscribe button at the YouTube channel. I got to get out of here. I'm, I'm losing it. Catch you guys later. Peace out.